There's a line in every city that separates the rich from the poor, the strong from the weak, the haves from the have-nots. It's a street, the train tracks, a river, a sidewalk. It's time to cross the line. Serve the City is a global movement of volunteers showing kindness in personal ways to people in need. We are the connection between the good intentions and talents of people who could volunteer and a meaningful opportunity to get involved. Serve the City is for everyone. It's a revolution, a serving revolution. And it's going to change the world. Cross the line, serve the city. This is Serving Stories, a podcast by Serve the City. Hi, I'm your host, Ani Deal. Welcome to today's episode where we cross the line in Berlin, Germany. When East and West Germany reunified in 1989, the wall that divided the city of Berlin came down. And as it fell, so did the accepted behaviors that had typified the divided society. As East and West Berliners reveled in their new freedom and unity, a new culture, techno, was born. Clubs sprang up in basements and abandoned factories slated to be demolished with dancers moving to the pounding rhythms. To this day, Berlin is the techno capital of the world, the site of a dance revolution. In a gym located in the Berlin suburbs on this humid June day, dancers are moving to another kind of rhythm and supporting another kind of revolution, a serving revolution. This is the annual Serve the City Berlin Zumba Party, fundraising and recruiting volunteers for their serving activities in the city. Normally, this is the largest outdoor Zumba party in Europe, but with a huge thunderstorm threatening, the team has had to scramble to find an alternate venue. Well, it's just a shame we're inside. It's going to be loud. And I know it's going to be loud because I ordered the sound system and got one bigger than the one we had last year which wasn't loud enough because we were outdoors, and now we're indoors with one that's twice as loud. So it has the potential to be loud, which works well for Zumba, I think. And, uh, you know, you'll probably have 100, 200, if they all come still, uh, sweaty women of every size and uh, body shape, shaking what they got. So what does serving people in need have to do with Zumba? a dance exercise usually practiced only by those wealthy enough for a gym membership and brand name sports clothing. We're here in Berlin to find out. Hi, my name is Christine Thum. I'm uh, from Germany and um, I actually started Serve the City Berlin in 2011. So I'm the founder uh, of Serve the City Berlin. Christina loves Berlin, but she's well aware of its needs. After 10 years of street work against human trafficking, Christina started Serve the City to help ordinary citizens of Berlin make a difference. And so I was like, there need to be a way where people can get involved. And because I realized also in my experience, when I am involved and I get to know people, that takes away a lot of uh, prejudice, that gives room for change for others and for myself. In the meantime, Christina discovered she also had a 
another passion. Nine years ago, I went to the gym and I discovered this new thing at that time called Zumba. And I didn't know what to expect. In the beginning, I was like, okay, I try and stance, but workout kind of thing. And I really started to love it. And uh, through being there regularly, I met uh, the instructor and we talked and shared. He's uh, from Brazil originally, but lives in uh, Germany for a long time. Uh, my name is Cassio. I'm from Brazil, from Rio de Janeiro. I began to work here in September 1991 in Leipzig because I was ballet dancer in the Leipzig Opera. You heard that right. Cassio was a ballet dancer for more than 15 years. But when he left the ballet scene in 2007, he began to explore new career paths and happened on Zumba. In case you aren't familiar with Zumba, Cassio explained to us a little bit about what it is. Boom. Zumba is a um, Latin American rhythms, music, and dancing with combination with uh, workout, with fitness. But actually, it is uh, more like a party. So Zumba is more like a party. That's the kind of exercise I like. Preparations for today's party started early this morning when the team met to pick up the stage and sound system and other supplies and transport them to the gym. Though a looming storm has canceled the outdoor gathering in Berlin's Tempelhof Park, a friendly gym manager who knows the Zumba instructors has made his space available. With the stage and system now set up, the Serve the City Berlin team are getting ready for instructors and dancers to arrive. I am, thank you, I am blowing up red balloons that I'm going to take to the corner down there so that the people at the bus stop know they're in the right place. Now it's the, how can I say, it's like a... Uh, the high time and then now it's a little low and then when in two hours it's okay again. <laughs> you, have, you have these waves. That's normal. It's really hot out there and then you're like we're driving and putting the stuff there. And I'm like, oh. okay. uh, you're the man who saved, saved us today. Yes, a little bit. This party all came out of a conversation that Christina and Cassio had after a course early on when Cassio was moved about what she told him about Serve the City. He wanted to help but his dance classes occupied him seven days a week. And then he came up with an idea. It's like, okay, what I can do well is being a Zumba instructor, and he's the best. So he said, I can do that. And I know you can organize. And so can we put this together and uh, do a Zumba festival or a party, um, a charity event, you know, so that people come and they pay for it uh, and then the money goes to Serve the City. And that was now nine years ago. And every year since then, Serve the City Berlin has hosted a Zumba party in order to fundraise, publicize their events and also recruit new volunteers. So today, <laughs> nine years later, we will have, it grew, so we will have 12 Zumba instructors. They all do this for free, so they don't get any money. Natalie is one of the Zumba instructors that Christina had met early on in Cassio's class. Now, she's part of the Serve the City core team and organizes the other Zumba instructors who donate their time to this event. I work in a hairdressing wholesale. I sell and advise there. It's a pretty dry job. I was looking for a balance and then I got to know Serve the City and Zumba at the same time. 
It really grabbed me. Sumba is like Serve the City. It's addictive and it helps me to get other people excited. Jenny, another instructor who was donating her time and talents to the Zumba party, was the very first licensed Zumba instructor in all of Germany. She loves that Zumba allows her to do her own choreography and that it's easy for non-dancers to follow and enjoy. She also just loves this event. Yeah, I really love that I can, I take part in this uh, event every year for a couple of years now. Because in my everyday life, I don't have so much time and I don't have so much money to donate. So this is very good, a very good opportunity for me. I love it. I, I will be here every year and yeah, I will organize my holidays and everything around this event. <laughs> Jenny also expressed how she saw the healing power of dance. I think dancing unites people. I think through dancing you can uh, um, you can express yourself even in a, a foreign country, in a foreign culture. And it makes, uh, I think it releases a lot of pain also. <laughs> and I think it's good to bring together people who are in need, which I could be one of them, because I'm only lucky that I was born in Germany. And I think it's good to have the, me and other people who are not that lucky I, I, to, to be together and be one person, one, one world. This is my dream. <laughs> this power of dance has been put to use not only to unite volunteers, but to reach out to people who really needed some healing. In 2015, Germany welcomed hundreds of thousands of refugees from Syria and Iraq, and many were housed in camps set up for them in Berlin. Christina Tum describes the atmosphere in the camps. So it's not like relaxed, it's not a hotel where they can chill. It's a stressful situation, so it's tense. It's really tense. And then, then, and then, of course, German bureaucracy and things are slowing down and not understanding everything, feeling treated bad or, or, or not just. So it's really tense. But right from the beginning, Serve the City volunteers showed up to welcome these people who had been through great trauma and were now in this uncertain setting. And then with uh, Cassio, the, the Sumba instructor, um, right from the beginning, we would go to refugee camps and uh, dance outside. And so we would start with Zumba. It was uh, sometimes a little chaotic because it was very new for them, didn't know what to do. But Casio had also a good way to get people to dance. <laughs> and so we would dance together. It was not long, long, but just uh, half an hour maybe or an hour. Casio expressed what he hoped for these people during this time. Give it the chance that they also relax and to show that uh, another, another side exists at the moment to relax and that they, they at this moment they live in, in, in some security in, in some freedom they can enjoy it and um, in this peace enjoy We have noticed at various events that refugees are very introverted because of the things they have experienced. And when dancing they had difficulties at first, but later they became more relaxed, able to let go and trust other people. 
und auch Vertrauen zu anderen Menschen wieder fassen. Yeah. Other dancers also began to come and volunteer to lead dancing at the camps. So we would come and this guy, Robert, we would uh, dance with the kids and they would just love it. And one time I remember also dancing, like the women also came uh, because it was, they, they were asked, can we just dance with you? And so we did that and they were really, really happy. They, all of a sudden, they, it was very loud. They did this shout like, <laughs> or louder. And we were like shocked because we, we didn't know if that was actually something good or not and then the people there tell, told us that really touched them because they're normally just waiting and have bad news and all this after they say oh oh was so nice moment and thanks so much and then that's uh this is a good uh, good feeling they would ask can you can you now dance with us uh the arabic dance and so they would teach us Arabic dance. So I learned Dabka and so we would dance together. So that's really something special, you know, and um, where there's so much pain and so much bad news, you know, it's a relief to just have a joy and, and, and forget for a few moments, you know, and just um, just laugh. The leaders of the refugee camps noticed the difference in atmosphere that the dance sessions made and continue to ask Serve the City volunteers to come back. Christina also remembers a particular story that touched her deeply. So there were people coming, kids were coming, and then I saw this woman uh, standing there and a little bit shy and so on and I, I just hold her hand and I was like come come dance with me you know um, and then she was a little bit shy but people started already to dance and then I, I I told her like I dance with you you're not alone you know and so she finally agreed and so we danced not long it was about 20 minutes and um, so I danced right next to her to make her feel good you know and so we laughed together and um, And then at the end, she grabbed me and she was, uh, she, she could speak English. The woman told Christina that she was from Afghanistan and that she had had to leave the country with her two little boys. She expressed how tough it was to be a refugee woman alone with two children. So she said she had not one single minute without any sorrows. So she was really under stress, under stress. And even here, because she has to take care of the kids and it's very tough for her to relax. And uh, she told me that um, she never danced before. And uh, that's why she was very shy and didn't want to do it. And then while we were dancing, her boy came out and, and she told me, he's like asking her mom, uh, his mom, what are you doing? Uh, and she explained to him, I was, I'm dancing. And she, she just looked at me and said, um, I just want to thank you very much uh, for this because this was the first time for only half an hour where I could relax and let go. So she said, I'm tired now, uh, but in a good way tired, so I can go and rest for a while. So thank you very much. And I was almost crying when I heard that because I did not expect that at all. So often we don't hear the stories because people cannot express it, but I believe there are many stories like that. Back at the gym, guests and instructors have started to arrive. People are signing in, learning about Serve the City, and preparing for the big event. Dozens of Zumba fans dressed in the latest exercise fashion are warming up in the main hall. Also, 
um, we invited um, a refugee program. So they are coming, about 10, 20 people and participating. And plus there are also uh, Zumba Gracie people who love the instructors are coming, who maybe have never done a social project. Some of the core team are outside making sure that party guests find their way to the gym. Talking to them, we find out that Serve the City Berlin is entirely run by volunteers. There are no paid employees. This team is incredibly dedicated. Yeah, we're outside the uh, gym because it's quite a hidden place and we actually want people to find it. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're sitting outside to show them the way in. <laughs> so my name is Susanne and I'm with Surf the City, I guess, for six years now. My name is Evelina and I'm uh, for uh, three years, I guess. My name is Bartosz and I'm for like... I'm at Surf the City for the last five years. My name is Sandra, and I've been with Surf the City since uh, it's, uh, 2017, actually. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I'm mixing okay. all the languages. Sandra tells us why she thinks this event was worth all of the hard work the team has been doing on this long, hot day. I feel when we do events like today, the Sumba party, it, it creates this fraternity uh, in the community and with the people that uh, already know about Surf the City but um, they can also get more information on what we do and, and just have a good time and just feel that we are there in case they want to join at any time. Then uh, we create this word of mouth uh, in terms of serve the city, yeah. So, and yeah, have a good time, enjoy, relax. Meanwhile, Natalie briefs her 12, no, make that 14, Zumba instructors who have turned up to volunteer. Oder miteinander und sammeln und dann. For some of these instructors, it is their first time volunteering with Serve the City. But perhaps they may someday find themselves helping people dance in some other environments as well. So we had one time, we had a dancer from uh, Africa, from uh, Uganda, and he came here for a couple of weeks or six, six weeks or so. And um, with him, um, we went to different places like um, elderly home and we would do movements and that was really special because they love these African beats. Then we would go to a facility for handicapped people and we would dance with them and that would be, that was also very special because they, a lot of times I feel handicapped people are freer. They can just express them, themselves if they love it. Christina was not the only person on the team who told us about these dance sessions. So my name's Melinda and I have been with Serve the City since the very beginning. That's eight years now here in Berlin. In the past, we've had uh, different volunteers who were dancers. And one of the places that we have put their experience to work was in the senior care homes. Melinda says her favorite thing about leading teams of volunteers is helping them understand and empathize with the environment they are entering. Well, I think one of the things when I, when I um, uh, am introducing people to the care home is as we cross the threshold, we're coming in off of a really busy street and we cross the threshold into the actual entrance of the care home. Remind them that what happens outside on that busy street is the opposite of what happens inside this building. That we're going to tone down the speed of things ever so little and we're going to uh, walk slowly and speak slowly and wait. 
and we're going to be invited into a new realm of patience and flexibility. And it really is a different world. Melinda particularly loved watching a dance teacher adapt movement to the people in her care home. And so don't picture your legs going up in the air and your arms going up in the air. Picture um, men and women in wheelchairs or men and women sitting in normal chairs um, being invited to uh, give their arms and legs different cues um, to raise them or kick them or whatever to the beat of the music that was playing. And so it was a different kind of dance and certainly for the trainer or the, the, the dancers, a different way of doing dance, but nonetheless um, meaningful and important uh, as the, the people who are participating got to move their bodies in different ways, were stimulated with the music that day, uh, had a different kind of, let's say, exercise program, but the, the time was taken, value was shown, respect was given. is a lot different than the kind of energetic dance that is being kicked off in the gym. Around 150 excited dancers have taken their places, ready to work out with their favorite teachers. The party is just getting started. If you had come to this event last year, you would have been treated to quite a different opening. Yeah, there's a facility we help in Berlin. It's a home for handicapped people, for adults and for kids. And what we normally do there is help in the garden because uh, the housekeepers are so busy and they don't have time and it's a huge garden and so we help. And um, one of the um, people, employees there uh, is Makamo and he's from Mozambique. My name is Makamo and I'm from Mozambique. I'm here in Germany since 1986. He has a group of the people who live there, the handicapped people, and he, he teaches them how to play drums. And so my idea was, well, we come and serve you, and can you come to the charity event with the group and serve us? Every Monday I'm here, we, it's like therapy for them, and we play jambas uh, and drums. Sometimes we, have, we make concerts outside. Some of the uh, uh, songs which we uh, used to play, we play and we sing. In case you missed that, Makamo said that since some of the handicapped children cannot speak or sing, he sometimes has them play and whistle. And I can see one of them is Jovan. When we play this special song, when he heard it, it started to scream. And you see it. everyone is uh, show his emotion uh, another, in another way. Yeah. I think the last song they played, two of the Sumba instructors came on stage and they did the warm-up with them. 
so it was kind of a crossover and it was very special for me because it's my my vision and my desire also to bring people together and and to build bridges and to um, not have just a one-way surf thing but how to find creative and new ways uh, to surf um, and um, I actually heard when I share this people saying aha so there are new other ways than just uh, making a sandwich and give it to the homeless people which is not bad but just there are a lot a way more things how to uh, how to serve this is why we were in berlin today to discover how the arts and creativity not only enhance serving but actually meet people's deep needs it turns out that volunteering is about a lot more than just making sure people have enough to eat and a roof over their heads. It is also about assuring the quality of life that makes them feel human, maybe for the first time in a while. Melinda shared some thoughts about this. One of the things that we try to look at with Serve the City Berlin is um, this brings beauty. This brings worth, this brings value. And one of the things, I guess, the, the logo for Serve the City is the, the handprint. And one of the places that we wanna leave a handprint is, um, did we leave this place um, better than we found it? And beauty is a way to do that. And beauty is something that can be found in the music or in the, the art. Makamo saw this beauty as his handicapped kids responded to the music they played, even if they couldn't speak. Christina saw it as the exhausted Afghan lady she danced with was finally able to rest. And Melinda sees it too, as she leads her teams of volunteers into the care home. Another place that I've experienced that sort of same coming to life or blossoming is when the care home will host a concert. This might be uh, singers coming in or a piano player coming in and playing songs that really speak to those good old days for them. When Serve the City hosts a concert like this, volunteers help bring people in from their rooms in wheelchairs, serve them drinks, and pay attention to what they have to say. Some of these people, however, are residents of the dementia ward and cannot easily interact. Underneath the lantern, by the barricade. And on this particular song, um, he was also singing and it was like the awakening of the dead almost because those who had been in their in their wheelchairs from uh, the ward or the the floor with the dementia all of a sudden you could see something in a few of their um, bodies just kind of change and one man who was not available to the rest of the world until this particular song and he was raising his arms and um, almost like in a cheerleader fashion and then was singing the song with that and I looked over at some of the care workers who I could also tell were looking at the were looking at themselves because this version of this resident was not one that they had seen seen before and as we as our serve the city volunteers looked around we saw others also moving in this way to the music and you almost didn't want him to stop the music because you didn't know what was going to happen but that was just a testimony to me of uh, how music and just other kinds of stimuli make such a difference in that season of life when you think nothing is possible and yet something is so possible. I heard your feet but could not The impact of the art in the end. 
is not only on the care home residents. I think those moments uh, encourage or almost compel our volunteers to come back because they've experienced something that they know they can't experience in their own lives. Their work uh, environment isn't going to offer them such amazing transformation opportunities, even in themselves. Um, and neither is the gym, and neither probably is their home life. Um, you have to take one step outside of yourself and be able to put that aside and then pay attention. Art can be part of transformation, not only in social projects, but also in practical ones. Another member of the Serve the City Berlin core team, Gabi, talked to us about how. For example, we have a project where we paint the walls on some refugee um, homes, and it kind of like turns the place a little bit more, it gives life to a place. Um, so if you see a gray wall usually and people live there and it's not that nice but when they see like oh now they painted like a sun and some green plants and things like that then it's a lot better. We started inside actually with the children's room because it was very ugly and not nice so the leaders asked us can you paint like a jungle or whatever so we did this and the kids really loved it and then the, te the, the leaders came as like oh they need to learn the alphabet so so we started to paint the alphabet with like A with an apple or just to make it more fun and so they can use it actually also to teach them the language. The volunteers worked their way through the inside of the center painting themed murals on the walls. And then the outside of the building was also very very ugly like with graffiti but ugly graffiti like um, it, uh, some of the uh, the people who live there told me, well, <laughs> I come home, but I actually don't like, uh, you know, the outside. I just go inside and that's it. But then we started to, to paint it. And if you just paint it white, it doesn't help because new graffiti will come and ugly graffiti will come. So what we did is we painted it with flowers and a train and just different things. And, and, and now it is a beautiful picture. And one time... Uh, father with the son who lives there, a refugee, came outside with chocolate and said, thank you that you're doing this. Actually, the people um, that see us painting, they actually also want to do it as well because it's a very nice way to kind of um, motivate on your cre creativity. So we interact with them and it's the people from Serve the City and also the people that we're helping, they're also painting with us. The participation aspect is also a large part of the Serve the City dream of everybody serving, both the privileged and those with less. Volunteering benefits every single soul. Some of the locations may also have an opportunity for those who are living there to participate as well and to help them not be served but become servers. And this is something doesn't matter who you are in the world or where you are. We all know we've had an experience where while I was going through a hard time, I was invited to go help someone else. And in doing that, my hard time became uh, less. And so by putting a paintbrush in someone's hand, maybe through the color and through painting together, uh, their hard time also diminishes. 
back at the Serve the City Zumba party, things are in full swing. Dozens of people are stepping and kicking and punching and shimmying with abandon. This in spite of the high temperature and the fact that the promised thunderstorm has not broken yet to cool things down. Nevertheless, enthusiasm is high. We asked participants how they were enjoying it as they danced. Actually pretty good. I think it's a very good way to meet people and exercise at the same time. It's very nice. I'm really enjoying it and I'm sweating. <laughs> so yeah. Super nice people, super music. <laughs> well, I think there are a lot of people here and, and they have really so much fun. Um, you can tell that they really enjoy this. Yeah. Well, for me, it's a little bit too hot to dance with them. So I'm just looking around. Yeah, but it's fun. Yes, I'm sweating and I'm having fun. <laughs> Lots of people who smile and that's really, I, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very happy when people are happy. Yeah. However, not everyone on the Serve the City team is quite so enthusiastic about Zumba. My name is William Wittenberg um, and I helped start Serve the City here in Berlin in 2011, along with Christina and Melinda and a few other people. We asked William what his role in the Zumba event was. Oh, I'm not in any way involved with Zumba. <laughs> Zumba is over here and I am over here. <laughs> that being said, William is the guy we heard at the beginning of the podcast who told us about getting the huge sound system for outdoors. So it turns out he still helped. And he's very much in agreement with the ethos that Melinda identified for us earlier. Well, one of the things that we talk about in Serve the City is um, that when we're doing very basic tasks to care for people, uh, we're, we're actually doing much more than that. We're, we're painting a picture or making a sign or a, 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 a statement of a better way, a better possible way or a better possible future. Um, and I think we'd all agree that, you know, life is much more than just our basic needs. Uh, it is being able to enjoy beauty uh, and community and uh, creativity. Of course, as all of us should, he also recognizes that creativity doesn't replace food and clothes. Obviously, a lot of people in really hurting situations uh, that have been through trauma or are in the middle of trauma, uh, that's not what they really think that they need or really want. They have really immediate needs. And of course we want to be a part of prioritizing those and really taking care of that. But because we also want to care for people in a holistic way, there's a lot that we can do as serve the city and do as individuals to serve our city and make it a better place and serve people and meet the, their, their deeper heartfelt needs. William's contribution to this creativity is as a musician. He normally performs with two bands in Berlin, a country band and a rock band, but he also contributes his music as a means of volunteering, especially at Christmas. We, um, uh, I have a couple other musicians and other people within Serve the City that volunteer that uh, are good uh, singers 
and we can kind of go caroling. We'll, uh, on a Saturday action day, I'll put together a little team of you know five or six of us that play different instruments, and um, we'll just go visit all the different, um, I know Strungen, the different um, social projects that we're working with on that day. We'll just hop from one to one from each one uh, and wait with our team there and sing you know Christmas carols and stuff like that, and uh, that's, uh, that's always a, a real highlight every year. How much of a highlight it was for one of those people, we did not know until William helped us out as an interpreter for another person we talked to. My name is Mustafa. My nickname is Tofi. I am from Iraq. I'm since I met several cities after two weeks when, my, when I started as a refugee here in uh, Germany and Berlin. On, uh, I met Christine now, on uh, William auch. And you met her because she was leading a, a team? To where you were staying? Yeah, a Weihnachts party. Du hast gesungen. Das war deine erste Kontakt mit Serve the City? Your first time at Serve the City yeah, after two weeks, uh, was a Christmas concert. Yeah. You had been two weeks in Germany. Yeah. You had come from Turkey? No, I, I was in Finland. It was very hard. Where had you been before? Uh, I was in Finland. Finland? On, yeah. So called. They sent you to Finland. Yeah, I I, I got to Finland because I want Elliga. Uh, uh, I wanted to go to Deutschland. Come on, and there were many there. It's a long story. Uh, he was in. He came to Finland first, but there were a lot of illegals there as well. And he, you you fled from Finland to Germany. No, I fled to I think to Finland. On uh, I, I was one year there. It was very, very hard, yeah, and one year in my, in my life. It just it was, everything is a black. Everything is a black because the people there is not friendly. It's not friendly. I can't, I can't buy ca my coffee from Star Starbucks I, because I'm not blonde. Yeah, because I'm a refugee. Yeah, and I, besides that, in Shabbat, Entschieden. Uh -huh. You made the decision. Yeah. I, then bin ich nach Nordfinland. I was in Finland. Yeah. Wow. And then Sweden, ganz you, Sweden. You went to the north of Finland and then you went over to Sweden. Yeah, bis uh, Stockholm, then nach, uh, nach Malmo. Uh-huh. And then I was, I met my cousin there. Okay, you, <laughs> you had a cousin there, yeah. Yeah. And, and then Copenhagen, uh -huh. Rostock. Yeah. <laughs> Ja, Copenhagen, Rostock und Berlin. Es war alles illegal. That was all. It was all illegal. Uh, the one big trip from Finland up to the north and crossed over to Sweden, and then from Sweden down through Cop uh, Stockholm, Copenhagen, uh, Malmo, and then you got on a boat, I guess, to Rostock. Yeah. And from Rostock, you came down to Berlin, all illegal, and then mm. you came down to Berlin and showed up at our Christmas party. It's the first time. Yeah. In my life. You heard, I, you heard me sing, and you knew this is where you were supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> the you're funny not, thing, I understand You're not English. the first person that said that to me. <laughs> I'm kidding. After the Serve the City Berlin Christmas party, Mustafa talked to Christina and said he wanted to get involved, also in volunteering. It turned out that she had received a huge number of Christmas shoeboxes to distribute to kids in need and needed help. So Mustafa became her number one volunteer for this project. 
After this, he continued to volunteer for the various action days that Serve the City sponsored and eventually joined the core team. Yeah, uh, he just said that uh, last year he was there every single time any Serve the City event happened. He said he missed four times, one time because he was sick, yeah. one time because he had to work, yeah. that's what he said, and one time because he had a date. <laughs> As Melinda tells us, involving the people they serve in serving themselves is part of the goal of Serve the City Berlin. One of the things that we look for is where's a way that someone we've been serving is able to now come serve with us. And we've seen, we've, we've, we found many opportunities for the seniors to serve with us, for um, those who've come to this country as a refugee um, to serve with us and uh, others who we've met where we were serving to now come and serve with us. Mustafa ended up contributing his own kind of creativity to the team, cooking. This was in spite of the fact that in Iraq he had never cooked. As a man, he was not even allowed to cook. I could not even cook an egg. I lived with my family and in our house we had a lady who cooked for us. And my mother was also cooking, but I had no idea. <laughs> this did not stop Mustafa from volunteering to help Christina with cooking. Pretty soon he was telling her he could not only cook a dinner for a huge group of people, but he could do it for cheap. Okay, the yeah. first time cooking for a multitude of people yeah. was for 80 people, and you did it all on a budget of 200 <laughs> And uh, But you did it by buying everything at the Arabic... Yeah. Uh, grocery stores and by making deals with the shop owners and saying it's for a good cause <laughs> and that way you're able to drive the cost down. <laughs> um, the, the first thing, important thing, I believe myself. If I want to do something, I do it. I pray before that, and then I do it. <laughs> Meeting Serve the City volunteers at that Christmas party and joining the team has changed Mustafa's life. He told us about his dream. I wish that Serve the City could have a large building, a big house, and a home for the homeless, for the poor people or a refugee institution. That we have an official big building with many offices in Berlin. I'm now in training as a social assistant. If that comes true, then I will be served the city Berlin's first employee. I love the city, it's my family because I lost my family in my country, and they are. Same paradise for me, mm. yeah. We are now more than an hour into the Zumba party, and most of the dancers are still going strong. Among them are a couple of people with disabilities and a couple of elderly ladies who are doing the moves with surprising energy and grace. Cassio told us about these women, who are students of his. I have more or less uh, one, two, more or less five or six students that's over 80. They are great. And I also for a lot of people that have some injuries or some um, handicaps. We have no limit, uh, just have fun. That's also the motto, also the, the, the impulse of the Zumba is listen to music and have fun. Finally, Christina announces a short break. 
Everyone has been sweating in the heat, and it's time for a drink. We ask Mustafa if he likes Zumba. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like a dance. Yeah, yeah, he's a good dancer. Yeah. I, I, uh, hip-hop? Dupke. Dupke, yeah. That's <laughs> Arabic, I think. And uh, Bauchtanz. Bauchtanz? Bauchtanz, so wie eine Tanzerin. Do I want to see that? <laughs> on belly dance. Yeah. Maybe yeah. when doing the Zumba, we should invite you on stage. Have you taken your shirt off? Sometimes, though, even people who cannot move will respond to being treated with the dignity of creativity. Susanna, one of the core team volunteers that we met outside, shared this story with us. That's like the one story that touched me most from the whole whole project and years I've been with the city. We went to just one place. Um, it's a home for um, people with disabilities. And usually we go there and have a fun board game afternoon thing. But this was like a couple of weeks before Christmas. And we went in and they have a group with Huntington disease um, patients. And we um, read out Christmas stories. So we went in, we had like a couple of Christmas stories. And they were all in the room in this big chairs. They couldn't move. They couldn't really eat. And we were reading. And I, like, after half an hour, I got, like, really upset. We're like, no one's listening. They all fall asleep. Why am I here? In spite of this feeling, Susanna and the other volunteers kept on going anyway. But afterwards, the caretaker came up to the group and expressed his thanks to them. He said, If they would felt, like, discomfort or if they were, like, bored or didn't like it, you would have known. But they were, like, really relaxed and they really enjoyed that you took the time to come here today to read the story and for me it was like yeah like I'm not doing that so someone can thank me I was like oh you're so good yeah, that's not the reason why we, why we do what we do it's because we honor and we value the people we work with and I was like it was a really hard afternoon because <laughs> no one listened <laughs> but like it really made me think a lot yeah yeah it is not always enough to just meet people's basic needs, necessary as that is. Humans need beauty. Beauty gives them dignity, even something as simple as reading a story. Christina also expressed this thought. And a question of why, why would we do that? Why does this help people uh, rather than handing out a sandwich or medical needs, you know, needs that they have and they need to be met right now. And so it's not just about like what we do is if we don't do it, then people die. <laughs> it's, it's more of how can we improve our quality of life that uh, we may be lost. And beauty not only gives dignity to the person that is served, but to the person who uses their creativity in order to serve. The Serve the City Zumba Party is reaching its end for another year. After three straight hours of dancing, the throng of 150 dancers has dwindled down to about 30. These die-hard Zumba fans, no doubt with excellent hearts and lungs, have moved their bodies to the music to the very end. And the thunderstorm that drove the party inside seems to have passed Berlin by completely. But there is no doubt that this event has been a huge success. Certainly, the Zumba instructors who donated their time are very enthusiastic as they pose for a picture together afterwards. Zumba! Zumba!
as fun as this high energy event was, it was even more inspiring to picture volunteers teaching the same steps to newly arrived refugees, tired, stressed, and in need of a creative activity to take their minds off of the uncertainty. One of the things that Serve the City in that season could bring to their lives was just a freedom to um, open up maybe those clenched fists and allow the muscles that were um, holding on to fear and anxiousness to dance uh, to the music and move in a more free way and be expressive and uh, allow their bodies to really uh, release a lot of those negative emotions and feelings that they had uh, maybe been harboring since their trip and such. And I don't know that we'll ever get to know um, the good that may have come out of that, even if it was um, we offered a, a Zumba dance time for just 30 minutes a week, but maybe that was the the thing that brought healing to one or two of the people who were living there in that time. Um, and that was the gift that we had to, to offer them. I'm sitting here with founder and CEO of Serve the City International, Carlton Deal. Hi, Carlton. Hi. Thank you for joining us here today. We are just publishing this beautiful, beautiful story about Berlin and the things that are happening there with the Serve the City team. So I'm wondering what, after listening to all of these different stories, what stays with you? What does it bring up for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been to Berlin many times and I know the team really well. Uh, so I'm super excited to, to hear the story and hear their own perspectives. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll be honest, I've heard them talk about Zumba uh, many times before. And, uh, and I've probably had some of the same questions that, uh, that listeners might have, like, Zumba, hmm, tell me about Zumba's connection to serving and volunteering. And, you know, the story is so inspiring and, and it's so multifaceted. And it was, for me, it was a great takeaway of that, yes, of course, I mean, we can serve in so many ways. We need to not get stuck in the stereotypical because um, actually we love, this something we say in Serve the City, we have this tension that uh, we love just as much um, organizing things around the people we serve as the people we send. So what that means is, you know, people in need, they might need a meal or they might need uh, accommodations or something. And that may or may not appeal to the to a volunteer. So how can we connect with volunteers and give them an opportunity to do what they really love? Like what Cassio said, you know, his just love to for dance and uh, for him that was a way of showing kindness to, to people in need and, and being involved so I love that yeah I love that too and um, there are six values in mm. Serve the City right yep. so which one of those six values do you see exemplified in this story yeah I think the one that stood out to me is hope um, you know, you, you think, I mean, with uh, all the energy of dance and music, it just brings life, you know, and, and I think that gives gives people hope. So many stories like Melinda, the story that she told about the, uh, the people who were able to move, you know, in unexpected ways and maybe the hope that that even gave to their caregivers. Like that must have been so fun for everybody. Probably not a dry eye in the room, you know. And also Mustafa, um, I know him too, and uh, just so happy to see his life changing um, as through his involvement in Service City. I mean, it's just been a life-changing experience for him. 
I think being involved in Serve the City has been a life-changing experience for many people mm. as we keep seeing in these stories and as we'll continue to see in future stories. Mm. Thanks, Carlton. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today on Serving Stories in Berlin. I have been your host, Ani Deal. Serving Stories today was written and produced by Shannon Deal. Original music and technical production by Parker Deal. Designed by Jeremy Malingro. And we want to extend a particularly warm thank you to the Serve the City Berlin core team, especially Christina Tum and Melinda Means. Thank you for all of your kindness and hospitality. Join us next time on Serving Stories when we travel to Tallinn, Estonia to join the Black Shirts. No, not a group of fascists, but young volunteers passionate about leading others in serving. Keep on serving and telling your stories. And if you want to find out more about Serve the City and how to get involved in a project near you, go to servethecity.net.